Are you ready to connect with loved ones passed over? Welcome to the Dead People's Society podcast with your host, the internationally acclaimed medium, Suzanne Northrup, who has been chatting with dead people for over 30 years, written four best-selling books, and helped thousands of people worldwide connect with loved ones on the other side. During these compelling episodes, Suzanne will answer questions directly from her Ask Suzanne column, host special guests, including some dead people, and most of all, bring you closer into the world of spirit. It's like having a direct line to the other side. What will spirit tell us today? Let's find out. Hi, everyone, and happy June. Um, I, I have to admit that the end of June, as a matter of fact, Memorial Day weekend, as we're talking, uh, was a little bit of a, of a shocker for people in the Northeast. I don't know about other parts of the country. I assume in Chicago as well. Um, I don't think I've experienced a Memorial Day that was quite as cold as this one. Uh, so this is like, we know we're going into June now and like we're ready to play. Um, I've, I've heard from so many of everybody and everyone um, how thrilled you are that we are in a June. June is a significant month for so many, many people uh, from graduations to birthdays to of course weddings. And uh, just, you know, it's, it's, it's a time that everybody, they feel after Memorial Day, which is, I think is officially summer, or at least it's, it's supposed to be. Um, it just all the, had a little glitch just here. But anyway, so, uh, you know, everybody, and, and of course, because so many people haven't seen, you know, grandchildren and children uh, for so long, they're <clears throat> over the edge with this month of June of being able to start making that happen. So anyway, with all that saying, I'm really hoping that you, you know, you grandparents get to see grandchildren and uh, you get to see parents, friends, loved ones, people that we have not seen for a long time. Um, I know that uh, I actually personally went on a plane in, in May to, to, uh, to Denver. It was actually, it was really quite, quite mellow and, and easy. So I know some of these people are doing this and I know people are driving and doing whatever it is. Um, we're trying to get back to as best as we possibly can, which I think that it, it's, it's really kind of like happening for a lot of people. If nothing else, the mindset is sort of starting that. So with that, June, I, I welcome everybody to enjoy all the things that we ordinarily get to do in June and uh, have, a, have a good time of it. And I'm hoping that within that, you certainly you know, include in those plans, by the way, um, either some walks uh, by the ocean and the parks, uh, somewhere uh, in your neighborhood, there's all kinds of wonderful parks now that are being created. And um, just, just wonderful stuff for everybody to you know, sort of enjoy during this period of time. So I welcome everybody to June. Um, this is my June podcast. And I'm going to try to answer as usually as many questions as I possibly can. Some of them may be repeats because sometimes people write them from one to the other, or I'll, I'll be filled from the one month and they go over. So just listen to them every month. You'll know if it's for you. Um, I, I do try, try to mention sometimes just a first name, but from there on, we are on our own. Okay, so this one is actually from Denise. And I can understand honestly why you'd want to ask this question because of, of anything we want to know in our lives is that the people that we love that have made their transitions um are they alone it's a, a, a huge huge question i'm getting an awful lot so she obviously wants to know was her son alone when he died and the, the very quick direct 
to the point, loving answer I can give you is that no one dies alone. I don't care who you are, where you've been, what you've done, any of the above, no one dies alone. And I assure you um, that your son, I have no doubt, had many people that loved him so dearly in his life that have gone before you. Because remember, we have a, of a continuum of family, even if you haven't met, met them, you know, great grandparents, great uncles and, and, and aunts and all that are all there. And of course, you know, people that, you know, that are blood are family. So always keep that in mind, because I can assure you that all of those people there were, were met to meet your son. So don't be concerned about that by any means. That should be the least of your worries, quite frankly, my dear. Um, I would say more, more significant would be just, just you going through the loss of your son. That's a, that one unto itself is a, a real, 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 real hard one. Um, I don't know why, Denise, but I keep hearing the name Michael somewhere. So I don't know if that's connected directly, indirectly to your son, or it's just a validation of them coming through, but you can certainly let us know. You know, you can always go to the Ask Suzanne, add, add, add questions and answers, and or sort, certainly email the office at info at suzannenorthup.com and sort of respond back. But to answer your question, absolutely, your son was not alone when he passed. Okay, this one is from um, Christine. She wanted to know um, how I regain intuition of seeing a person's childhood to seeing a person passed away loved one items that they were living, that they lived in one way they kept. Um, okay, so let me just, as clear. She wants to know how you regain the intuition of seeing a person's childhood and to seeing a person's passed away loved one's item that they want the loved one know they kept. Okay, so I, now I understand the question the way it is. So you basically are, I believe, are asking for some kind of a validation. In other words, you want to know if the person that your loved one has passed, uh, crossed over, um, is going to be validating that they let you know that they're coming through by something that you would know would val be validating that, that, confirm that, that, confirm that confirmation from, from, from them connecting to you. So th the answer to that is this one. Um, and, and by the way, thank you for your wonderful, wonderful, thoughtful sharing and, 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 and thoughts about appreciation of my gifts. Um, I, I do appreciate it very much. So let me answer the first part of the question the best that I can. When our loved ones make their transition, and, and by the way, this is, this is true across the boards, by the way, it doesn't matter, guys, who it is in your life that you're connected to. They know that they got to connect you any way that they can, because they honestly know you're in the more, quite frankly, difficult spot. And that uh, that's as direct and honest and lovingly that I can give it to you. So with that, they will connect with you in any way possibly can. Now, it just may be, um, Christine, uh, the validation through an item that they had or that you had or that you shared it. Um, you could possibly get that message maybe in a dream state or ask them to show you something um, so that they know. Uh, of course, that's something that happens quite naturally. Um, in, a, in a personal session or a group session or a gallery session, um, they will they will validate that. If, of course, if that's that's an important factor for you in that validation. So I, I, w one of the things that I always try to share with people that I think is really, really important is that if we focus on one thing, and let's just say, you know, we want them to come to us in our dreams or we, we want to get a message from them, uh, giving somebody that we love them their name or something like that. Uh, what happens is we focus on that and we don't focus or keep ourselves open, quite frankly, to the way that they may come to us. 
everybody is very different. This is not a set program. It doesn't come with a manual or a formula or whatever. We honestly really never know how they're going to connect with us. So always try to keep that in mind and try to be open about it. Because if you, if you focus on one thing, you just may miss the message that they want to give you. And, um, and I would say it sounds to me like there's some of the importance of this item that you're talking about. And, and I get that because um, the things that I tell people that we never, ever can lose are our memories. And that's, that's very, you know, very clear. However, sometimes an item will go to another family member or another family member will for, choose not to give it to you if it's given to you. Um, trust me, all kinds of things happen. I've, I've experienced almost all of them. So I wouldn't want you to focus on an item if you don't have it, or unless it is a validation, and you may lose the way that they're going to contact you. So I hope this helps answer your question a little bit. And uh, thank you, wonderful, for the, for the really for the kind words. I really do appreciate it, Christine. Uh, my next question comes from Blair. Um, and this one is a really, really, really hard uh, answer because anytime we have a situation, any of us, and in, 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 in all different levels of circumstances where we feel unresolved, it's, it's, it's a very deep, deep hurt uh, right in the center of, of our being and our gut. Um, and, and, and that one is a hard one because that's something that we live with every single day. And it's always comes with the, the would have, could have, should have, all of the, you know, non-answered questions that we have. Um, Blake's question basically happens to be about a nephew of his um, who was missing in 2002. And, um, and he, basically the question is about her, my sister. And my, uh, my sister and her husband spoke to him right before he passed, obviously, or he was he went missing. And um, it took four years, and then finally he was found um, up in Canada, from, from my understanding. And that was four years later. So they, they went through, of course, four years of pain and grief of not knowing um, where their nephew was. And then they, when they did find the body, they, of course, don't have any more answers to their questions. And unfortunately, um, besides this being an obvious extremely painful situation to go through. These are, these are hard answers, I, uh, Blair. I don't know if I can give you a right answer to that. Um, what I can sort of say to you is this. Sometimes even if the police are involved, um, they can't always even, because they're, they're so inundated with cases that they have. Uh, and often when there's a missing persons and, it, and then the body is fined, even through all types and all kinds of things, you might find maybe how he passed, which is, by the way, does not always come up in an all types. Um, but you're still going to be questioned with this tremendous hurt and guilt and feeling that, that you could have helped or you should have understood something or whatever it is. And quite honestly and painfully, sometimes... Um, it's not meant to be known. Maybe he would not want this to be known for whatever reason, uh, maybe to spare you something or spare whatever, even though you're feeling unresolved about that. Or maybe he was in a situation that you wouldn't know about it. Um, there could be a whole lot of litany of situations, to be honest with you about this one. Um, I can't really help you with that one. I would say possibly um, that some of that information may come up in a session. There's generally no guarantees about that because um, I can tell you for myself from the work that I do um, that it, it, it's very, very difficult sometimes when we don't have validations. I could give you messages or messages probably for him for sure. And sometimes in those messages, they will, you know, intimate something that happened and sometimes they don't. 
So unfortunately, I know that this is sad and I know it's very grief stricken for both of you. I'm, and my heart really does go out for you because I know any kind of unresolved passing, regardless, um, is, is, is really hard. And we all go through the would have, could have, should have. So what I will say to you is this, and, and my, my best loving um, thoughts can be for you is this. Um, obviously, he is no longer in his body. We know that. And with that, you have to trust that he is in loving arms, that he's being cared for through other people that you know and love that were there to help bring him over. Because I answered that question earlier about no one dies alone. And I can assure you that he is, is equally true of that, that no one dies alone. And there were people there to met him, meet him, regardless of how he passed. And I would prefer, and I know he would prefer, as difficult as, difficult as this is, for you to try to focus on that, that he's okay, He's cared for, he's in loving arms, and you will see him again whenever that does happen. Um, I would also say this, try to listen for as many messages as you can, write him letters, ask him to give you some messages and dreams or thoughts or feelings or when you take walks by the beach, any non-linear activity that you like doing. Um, ask him to show you a picture, ask him to show you something to let you know that he is fine. Um, like I said, this is this is this is a hard one, and I've worked on these cases even with police, and they're 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 really tough. So rather than wonder and spend your life wondering, which I I'm sure you have because it's been going on obviously since uh, 2002, and we're now in 2021, uh, I, I'm sure that this has had to be very hard for you and your loved ones. So my really my my loving thoughts are: no, he's in an okay case. So you do know he's left his body. That's been factual. You don't have to wonder now where he is. And just, just know that he's in loving hands and he's being cared by people that you love and that love him. Uh, and that, you know, again, no one dies alone and we're all met. So I hope this helps a little. Um, I, again, you know, I would try to focus on the place where he is now, not what didn't happen in terms of not knowing. And um, at least that part is resolved for you. Uh, my my thoughts go out for uh, you and your family of love. So we have another question. It's from Donna. And actually, I want to say that I almost answered it with, with, with honestly with the last two questions. Um, she wanted to know if two people who've already passed uh, were happy with the decisions that I've made. Now, again, let me sort of say this, please. Um, what I've always found is that in knowing somebody, and I have no doubt that you know these people, if you know them and you know what their wishes would have been, and you have honored them the way that, that you feel would be the best of the circumstances. Now, let me just, you know, elongate on that, because sometimes people will feel like they need to keep, let's say, a house that somebody left to us, um, and that house burdens us, and, and we're very conflicted because we, we no longer can handle that house emotionally, financially. It could be a whole litany of reasons. And so we feel that obligation from them leaving us to us is that, you know, we are sort of stuck with this situation. And so what happens is a joyous situation, what obviously it was meant to be out of the goodness they gave this to you, um, becomes a decision that 
decision that you are left with a crossroads in terms of how you can handle it on all different levels. It's like uh, one of the things I've learned about people that, for, for example, are married, uh, you know, there's usually three choices. Um, either they want to stay there because they have to and, and it's important for them or they have to leave because they can't emotionally or financially or other reasons leave. Uh, the person that's made their transition, what they mostly want is to make sure that you're okay. So within, and, the, and so the third one could be, you know, whatever you feel is the best in the circumstances, because sometimes we don't have choices that we have to make decisions. So I want you to keep that in mind, Donna, because my guessing is if, if, if you've made these decisions, I would I have to say that you did these lovingly with their thoughts, and they're not going to sit there in judgment of the decisions you made, because if they put you in a situation of having you make a decision, then you got to trust that. So, you know, take that to heart. And, uh, and, and, and just think about that very, very strong. And, you know, and, and just sometimes we have to take a big leap and have a lot of faith and a lot of trust. So this is a message for Wendy. Um, and I know that this is a harbor. And first of all, is there a May, May schedule for podcasts? Well, obviously there was a May schedule and I don't think I answered, or maybe I did answer it. If not, I'm answering it now in the June, the June podcast. So you lost your daughter in 2017 and you don't, I, I don't get a message from her. We were best friends for the holidays for 47 years. So let me say this to you, Wendy, this is a hard one. I'm not going to paint an easy picture here. Um, doesn't come with a manual. And when you are best friends with somebody for 47 years um, and it's your daughter, it, it's, it's, it's got to be such a hard one. So let me say this to you. I would bet my bottom dollar, so to speak, um, that she has contacted with you. I would say that in that contact, it wasn't either the way you believed it was a message from her or it wasn't in a way that you expected to have a message with her or it might have hit you fast in your moment of grief which is what ultimately very much happens uh, in the stage of grief. We all, and sometimes it's the size, I would say, of, of New York City, and we will not get a message. So to answer your question is that I have no doubt in my mind, I would bet everything of my, my years of work that she has contacted you. I would say the only reason you have not gotten that message is because of your grief. And so this is, like I said, this is not easy. This doesn't come with the manual. You will have to address that issue. And addressing that issue, you're going you're gonna to have to like try to be calm and trust and ask her to come through. You're going to be working through your, your grief and say that, you know, even if I become emotional or even if I cry when I hear from you, I still need to hear from you no matter what. Do not look for what I would call the dramatic. This is not Hollywood. This is real life. Look for the subtle, the moments, the messages, the words uh, of something that you would know that would be only between the two of you. Maybe hearing music on the radio. Um, maybe out of the blue, you see a, a, a name on a billboard. Or you just all of a sudden in the wintertime, you, you see a, a butterfly out of the blue that's around somebody's birth or passing a holiday. Um, look for the, the subtle for the messages. They are there. I trust you. They are there. Um, we're in a new season now. We're going into summer. And, um, and there's, a, there's so many things in nature out there that, that will often give you these messages, especially when it's a child. So try to keep your heart and mind open, Wendy. I, I know that this is hard. Trust me, I know this one is really hard. Um, but I can tell you, I have no doubt in my mind that this young lady 
who loves you dearly like you love her has given you a message. You're just going to have to trust it. Take a big leap, a big, big leap. Um, start writing down some messages. At, write down these messages. Maybe put them in a, what I tell people sometimes to write them down, put them on pieces of paper, put them away for like a month, and then come back and see if you've gotten that message. Um, there's a lot of different ways. I have different ways that I talk about in my book that you can sort of check. Uh, any Most of my books talk about it, but certainly um, everything happens a reason. I have some messages in my first book, uh, Second Chance. So, and, and I'm not the only one. So just just try to do that. I also have a book called The Medium's Cookbook, by the way, which is all about learning how to connect to loved ones that have made the transition. I hope this helps to get a little bit windy. Um, please have a lovely June. Enjoy, smell the flowers, as they say, and um, just, just know that she's by and nearby. Thank you, my dear. So this is actually kind of a continued message. Um, this is from Leah. Um, cause I talked a little bit about, about Wendy because she wanted to know, um, her loved ones that have made transition, how they're trying to show her on a daily basis or giving her messages or something to be beneficial for her to help herself or be better. And uh, of course she's wanted to know if, if there'd be benefit from reading with me. That's honestly a decision that you have to make Leah. And I, of course, you know, I offer, you know, privates and groups and, and galleries and all that kind of thing. Um, but again, this is a part of your opening up your heart and like trusting and taking some big leaps here. And, um, and, and, and just, just know that you will get the messages in the way that you're supposed to get these messages and just kind of trust them. Just really, really, really trust them. And, and that I think anytime we get messages, we always have to take what I call the big leaps. And that is really the truth. And that big leap is the faith and, and knowing that you're gonna get that message. So try to keep that in mind uh, when you're listening. And, and again, this is not like a, you know, a, a manual where you punch it up and it comes through the clock. Sometimes we're daydreaming or sometimes we're taking a walk or even sometimes we're driving in the car and it comes in very like boom fast and try to hold on it for those moments. So I hope this helps you a little bit. And um, as I mentioned to uh, Wendy, Wendy in the prior, prior message, uh, podcast message was about, you know, I have plenty of things in my book about, you know, helping people learn. Uh, the Medium's Cookbook is really all about, you know, learning to make messages for yourself or how to, how to make a contact. So um, I hope this helps a little. Hope this helps you. Hope this helps Wendy again. And uh, both of you, please, please take care and enjoy this spring coming up. So this is a question from Anastasia. It's actually it's a kind of an interesting question. You saw me and Thomas in, in Minneapolis and uh, you both give us great reviews, which you, as I'm a very appreciative, and of course, Thomas is as well. Um, and so you have a lot of questions and some of these questions I'm sure are answered in my book or in Thomas's book. Um, but you just wanted to know about after so many years in the field, are you still learning new things about the afterlife? The answer to that is absolutely yes. Um, this 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 does not come with a manual, and there's always constant learning in, in, in doing this work. That I can definitely tell you. You never know when they're going to come up with something you find like, wow, that was like pretty amazing or pretty amazing how they were able to get that message through. Um, so it's it's it, but it's like anything else. The, the more that you've worked in in developing a connection between the two realms. Um, it, it, for such a long time, you'll, you'll understand the way that you get messages. And everybody gets them, by the way, every 
very differently. And that's why I'm very, very, it's very significant for me for people not to want to do things like other people. Because if you do things like other people or you want to get messages like other people and they say like, oh, I got a message this way, that way, and you feel, you know, uh, I wish I could have got it. Don't wish anything because you'll get the message the way you're supposed to get that message. And because we're all wired very differently. You know, some of us get it mentally and emotionally uh, or, you know, in intuitively. They're all kind of interconnected the way that uh, how we receive messages through our brain waves and, and through our center. So, yes, this is one of those things when you go out in front of an audience and you give messages, you have no idea how it's going to turn out. It's never the same. Um, it's always new. But again, the more you've done something in life, um, the more you really understand the way you're getting that message. Great question, Anesthesia. And uh, we hope to return Minneapolis again. Okay, guys, this is going to be my last question. Um, the, the, the questions this, <laughs> this month have been um, very deep and very kind of intense. And, um, you know, I, I feel some difficulty. So, this is for Denise. Um, she learned of her husband's struggle with opioid addiction at the time of his death. She had no idea from what I understand from the message. Um, and um, he was being treated, she said, for many, many years. And uh, so she feels that his spirit is hiding for shame, for lack of a better word. Um, I don't feel him. Um, I thought that about it. So are your feelings accurate? Actually, Denise, you're your feelings are inaccurate. Um, I can assure you that he does not have shame where he is uh, in his soul, where his process has been in his transition. I would say that that's probably, quite honestly, uh, this is not a pointing finger thing. This is probably something that you feel. And I can't tell you why uh, in these circumstances with a podcast as to why he chose to do it that way. I assure he had a really, really good idea. Um, I guess maybe he did, either didn't want to put you through it or it was his own struggles and he felt like he had to work through it on his own. Um, there's a whole litany of, of, of answers that we could, we could sit and rationalize forever about why it did. But that I, what I can tell you is now that he is out of his body, he doesn't have any shame about this. Now, is he going to be working this through this through? Yeah, we do that because that's what the process of, of transitions about. You know, we, we, you know, it's a constant work in progress. We don't ever kind of get anywhere. It's continuum. The soul continues. The process continues. Connecting with people continues and our learning continues. So, it, you know, our learning, of course, on the earth plane is very different than that in the spiritual realm. So what he's going through is what he needs to go through for his soul's process. Um, as to, again, the reason why um, this was not brought to you, uh, that one, honestly, that one I can't answer. But what I can answer is that his soul is not shamed by this, and nor should you be. And um, sometimes, and I, this is not the first time I've heard situations like this have happened, and people always feel unresolved um, and, and guilt over certain circumstances because they didn't know and they wanted to know. Um, I would have to say that you know, knowing he was your husband, obviously for many years, uh, try to go maybe just in your thoughts or your, your feelings and see if maybe you, you know what the answer is. If you feel like you need to do that. Otherwise, you just may need to, to let it go. I, I have no doubt he's working through what he needs to work through. Obviously, this man continued to love you because he stayed with you through this process. And that would be, you know, my sense of, of, of loving advice to you. So um, I hope this helps a little bit. 
and uh, you two go out and uh, we are going to be in summer soon uh, as the solstice comes in, I think it's the 20th to the 21st of June and uh, open it up, enjoy the slow hours and, and please take care of yourself, Denise. So that's it guys. So we're going to wrap it up for today. Um, that's the end of the June podcast. Of course, you know, every month um, you go to www.suzannerothup.com. There's a whole list of questions that, that I'm given. Um, I try to answer as many as I can within this, you know, this half hour, 30 minute, 45 minute uh, process. And, um, and then we go on to sort of the next ones. If you course haven't checked out any of my webinars or my small groups or any of the gallery things that are going on and of course there's the dps dead people society a lot of stuff is going on in there and um, you might want to check it out there's videos there's audios uh, there's things in there that people haven't seen in like 20 years of course all of the webinars are also on there as well so there's lots lots going on but in any, any case please enjoy your june Please enjoy in do, doing things in this June that you couldn't do maybe for the last year. And um, I think it is time to, to go out, feel free, smell the roses, smell the flowers, garden, plant something, take a walk, take a hike, walk, put your feet in the sand. Um, just really kind of be, be thankful that we are at the, kind of hopefully on the other side of this and um, enjoy it, take it in. All right, guys. Um, again, always thank you um, for your support and uh, your love. And uh, please take care.